welcome to the 125 Roller Coaster Challenge Trimmed and Stable Podcast. I'm Paul and I am still flying solo, but this is the last week I will be. Janine is almost done with her store and once she's done with the store, she's going to be coming back to do the last two episodes of Cedar Point Month. If you're just following us, this is our second in four episodes that focus on the beautiful, the fantastic America's Roller Coast. Before we jump into this episode, which is going to focus on the first two trips I've ever went to with Cedar Point, one trip in 2006 with uh, my family. Kylie was, I believe, uh, six years old. Devin was three. And then on uh, June 16th, uh, 2013, my 40th birthday, I actually took the kids there for a three-day trip. So that's what the focus of this one's going to be. But before we start, I want to talk about a couple things about our podcast. First of all, we just found out that we are ranked 208th in Apple Podcasts for hobby. Now, that doesn't sound too impressive, but for us being a very small roller coaster focused amusement park focused podcast, that's actually pretty huge news that we actually like ranked somewhere there so we want to thank you so much for following us so much for supporting us uh we have over 2800 2900 downloads in the first year compared to the big guys like joe rogan they get that every second but Yet again, we are a very focused, a very specific type of podcast. Not everybody's going to listen to us. And this basically show that we're growing 500 downloads in the last month. In the last 30 days, we've had 500 downloads. And that's not just our core people. That means new people are finding us, new people are listening to us. And we are so appreciative of that. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And yet again, this will be the last episode for a while where I'm flying solo. Soon we're going to have Janine back here. And people just love our banter back and forth. So. Hang on one more week and you're going to have Janine back. Now, let's talk about this episode. In the first episode, we basically talked about me and Devin's trip to Cedar Point during the 125 Roller Coaster Challenge, which was 2017. This episode, we're going to talk about the first two trips we did. The first one was actually May 26 and 2006. So, no 16, no 26, it's 2006. So, we're talking about pretty much 15 years ago was the first time we ever set foot on the peninsula, which is Cedar Point in Sandusky, Ohio. So at this point, Kylie was six. Devin was three. If you actually had a chance to go to our uh, Instagram, 125 Roller Coaster, yesterday I posted some photos of little Kylie in her pink jacket in front of all these different rides. My first thought when I went to Cedar Point, I've always been to Hershey Park. I've always been to Knoebels. When I went to Cedar Point, I can honestly say I was overwhelmed. I had no idea what Cedar Point was. My ex was actually someone who went every year or every other year with her family. So she was very familiar with Cedar Point. But for me, I've never seen it before. There's so many different rides. There's so much. It was huge. That was my first impression of it. The one thing I really like about this trip was the fact that we got on some rides that are now gone. So because of this trip, we were able to get on one, two, three, four, five rides that are no longer with us anymore. A couple highlights for us was because Devin was so small, Devin actually got to go on Gemini Jr., uh, which is now Wilderness Run, with my ex. After extensive research, Kylie and Devin have this credit I do not. And because I don't have any small kids, I don't know if I'm ever going to get Wilderness Run. And the ironic part is, and we're going to talk about this over in the episode that focuses on Coaster Mania. If you're familiar with Coaster Mania and these kind of ace roller coaster enthusiast focused events, they sometimes let you on these kiddie rides so you can get the credit. And we were actually in line waiting, waiting, waiting. And then someone mentioned that Wilderness Run was Gemini Jr. And I looked at Janine and said, you know what? I got this credit already. We don't need it. Let's go to Steel Vengeance. Let's go to Steel Vengeance. We don't need this 
this credit. After doing further research, I realized that I actually still did need the credit because in 2006 and 2013, when these trips were taking place, I was a whip. I was somebody who never really went on roller coasters and even the kiddie coasters, I would actually skip those. Now, of course, we love Coaster Mania, so there is a chance that we will go to Coaster Mania in 22. And if we do, I may actually just bite the bullet and jump on that kiddie coaster just because I thought I had it. But at this point, Kylie has a credit. I actually do not, and neither does Janine. Because Devin was so small, we weren't really doing a lot in regards to what Devin was doing. He was only three, so we spent a lot of time in the kids' sections, the Camp Snoopies, other aspects, the, a lot of kiddie rides that they have. They actually had three sections, and in the next episode, we're going to be doing the walkthrough, and we're going to be talking about the kiddie sections in more depth. The one thing I do want to mention is we were actually able to go on four coasters that are no longer there, and these are actually creds that we have, and I know for a fact I've been on these. So the first one I want to talk about is Wildcat. Wildcat is a Schwarzkopf and it was at the uh, park from 1979 to uh, 2011. It was uh, 1,837 feet in length. It had a 50 foot height and it went 40 miles an hour. So Wildcat, if you're uh, familiar with the park, is pretty much, it sat right where Valraven is now. So of course, you know, there's only so much space at Cedar Point. So when they add stuff, they sometimes have to subtract stuff. This is, it looks like a mouse, but these Schwarzkopf were really amazing rides and it's very very few of them left, which is quite a bummer. But this one I know in particular had a great airtime. It bounced us around. And because it wasn't a huge, giant coaster, I wasn't afraid of it. I know I went on it with my ex at the time. So we rode it while grandma kind of kept kids at bay. Now, my thoughts on Wildcat, like I said, it looks like a mouse, but it's not a mouse. It's a fantastic ride. I am bummed that it's gone, but I understand why it's gone. You know, they basically replaced it with a dive coaster Valraven, which is just fantastic. Also, you want to see some photos. I'm going to be posting them today and tomorrow of a Wildcat. You can see that it was looking a little beat there in uh, 2006. Of course, you know... As they get older, you want something new, you want something exciting. But I am glad that I got the Wildcat credit. It is a fantastic ride. It was a fantastic ride. Sad that it's gone. Things move on. You know, I would rather them sell it to another park, but, you know, it is what it is. The uh, next defunct ride that we actually got to ride there, and my ex was all about this ride. She hyped this ride up so much. And that whole section there, I understand what they did with it, but I really, it was my favorite section in 2006. It was where I actually went there to eat. I really liked that section. And it was actually Disaster Transport. So Disaster Transport is at the park from 1985 to uh, 2012. And at one time, it was basically an intimate bobsled. It was actually outside. And pretty much, it looked kind of like a, uh, a King's Dominion avalanche coaster that they have over in uh, Texas. And they have uh, Six Flags Over Texas. And they also have one over at Great Escape. These are fun rides. These bobsleds are great. This was 1,932 feet of track. It had a 63-foot uh, height. So that was kind of nice and it went 40 miles an hour. I never got a chance to ride it when it was the outdoor bobsled. I got to ride it when it was Disaster Transport. And what it was is pretty much at the time, Cedar Fair, Cedar Point was looking to get a little bit more into the theming aspect because, you know, you had Universal doing their thing. They had, of course, Disney's the king of theming. So what they did was they put a box over this uh, avalanche and they had this whole backstory about, you know, you're trying to go from one planet to another planet and you're supposed to, you know, you are a supply runner and stuff like that. And the theming, I'm pretty sure, was great 
when it first opened, but when we were there in uh, 2006, it was looking pretty beat. Uh, I remember it was getting hyped up, getting really hyped up with my ex. She was saying, this is a fantastic ride. This is an amazing ride. And I remember walking into it being like, okay, this, is, this isn't this that great. And yet again, you know, I had no idea what I was walking into. I knew nothing about roller coasters. So when I actually got on this ride, I was, I was kind of nervous and stuff like that, not realizing it was a bobsled and what a bobsled was. But all in all, fun ride. Uh, the theming definitely was subpar, especially compared to what you see nowadays. It was an enjoyable ride. And what I really liked was this section. Now, this section is now pretty much gatekeeper. But at the time, they actually had a drop tower up there. And then they had a ride that I had the ride then. It was probably the scariest ride for me because I was afraid of heights. But I got on Demon Drop. Uh, I remember these Demon Drops. I remember Free Fall. Uh, over at Six Flags Great Adventure for years. So when I saw it, I knew I had to get on it. I knew to drop the quarter or drop the penny because you kind of fall at the same speed. I remember being a kid and enjoying that. So I did get on it there. I am glad that they saved it. They moved over to Dorney Park. It's still functional and operational for to this day. You can go to Dorney Park and ride Demon Drop. I like that whole section. It was a nice little restaurant there. Kind of bummed that they kind of tore it down, but yet again, Gatekeeper is one of our favorite coasters and is iconic now to what it does through the front gate. So I hate losing rides, but sometimes it makes sense. And just like with Wildcat being replaced by Val Raven, Disaster Transport being uh, changed out for Gatekeeper was a definite win. Uh, the next one I want to talk about is actually Mantis. So Mantis is Rougarou's track, but Mantis was a stand-up coaster. So it's a B&M. It was actually Mantis from 1996 to 2014. Pretty much has the same stats as uh, Rougarou, uh, 3,900 feet of track, 145-foot uh, height with 137-foot drop. Of course, they kind of made that a little bit bigger for Rougarou and it went 60 miles an hour. So we all know stand-ups are not great and when the time it opened up, this was the largest stand-up coaster in the world. I actually enjoyed Mantis and it's kind of funny going back through the photos for this episode. I had a lot of photos of Mantis. I was really into the theming. Who knew that I could be so enthralled by a bug? But it was just great theming. I really enjoyed the stand-up because at that time I wasn't an enthusiast so I had no idea what a stand-up coaster was. So seeing something like this where you're standing up and you're kind of flying through loops was really entertaining to me. You know, the color scheme was cool. I liked how it went over the water. So I think because I liked Mantis so much back then that I actually have a soft spot in my heart for Rougarou. Was it a great transformation there from from stand-up to floorless? Of course it was. A lot more comfortable. There's something we're going to talk about and, and the Coast Mania podcast that that episode, episode four, we're going to talk about something that is a negative about Rougarou. Not Rougarou's fault. It's just how life is. The same problem was there when it was Mantis. This wasn't as pronounced because you're standing up, not sitting down. All in all, I really love Mantis. I'm going to be posting more photos of Mantis. I just really like this ride. I do understand the conversion and I do agree with the conversion yet again. Every one of these defunct coasters were replaced by something that was better. So you had Disaster Transport got tra- changed by Gatekeeper. You've got Wildcat that was basically changed in for Valraven. And of course, Mantis became Rougarou. Fantastic. And nothing is better than the last defunct coaster I want to talk about that I marathoned in 2006 and in 2013 I marathoned it and that was Mean Streak now Mean Streak is a DIN coaster so I already know people are grabbing their neck and they're kind of scared but yes it was a DIN it came into existence in 1991 and it became defunct in 2016 it had 5,427 feet of track it was long it's 161 foot 
height and 65 miles an hour. This thing was a behemoth in the back of the park and I love wooden coasters back then. For some reason, I was afraid of most of the steel ones. So I couldn't do Millennium Force. I couldn't do uh, Wicked Twister. I couldn't do any of these. I was a wimp back then, especially in 2006. For some reason, a wooden coaster to me never really scared me because of the fact that there was no inversions. It was The track was always under you. Yeah, you, know, you bounced around a lot, but never scared me. So I always kind of rode these with no problem. Mean Streak to me was fantastic because of the fact that I wasn't a huge airtime fan. I knew nothing about airtime. I just loved flying through the course. And that's what Mean Streak did. It went back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. You went lower, 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 lower every time. Now, as an enthusiast, I can see why there wasn't as much love for Mean Streak. And especially as it got older, it got rougher. It was a din. Dins, for some reason, they used a wood that basically would beat you up. In uh, 2006, for me, it wasn't that rough. And I remember marathoning this thing because, you know, the kids would be in the kiddie section and I'd be like, you know what? I'm going to jump over and, uh, you know, hit Mean Streak. And there's never a line, which I understand why now, but back then, I didn't really know it. All in all, like I said, I enjoyed Mean Streak. Now, am I dumb? And do I think that Steel Vengeance is not a good replacement for a Mean Streak? Not even close. Mean Streak, when it became RMC'd, especially when I uh, learned what RMC can do, I was beyond thrilled. And after riding Steel Vengeance, and I know you're kind of panicked here, it's already been the second episode of Cedar Point, and we haven't talked about uh, Steel Vengeance. We're not going to talk about Steel Vengeance till the uh, last episode because that's when we really wrote it a lot was over at Coaster Mania. So at this point, we're not going to go over the stats of Steel Vengeance. We're not going to talk about how awesome or how crappy it is because yet again, some of us have strong opinions on Steel Vengeance and one of us is not as drilled as the other one about Steel Vengeance. But this is all about Mean Streak and I marathoned Mean Streak. I enjoyed Mean Streak. I really liked Mean Streak and I'm one of the few. Now the other coaster credit that we got there, which we also got a coaster uh, so it's Woodstock Express. Now, most of the times when you hear about Woodstock Express, you're thinking these old junior PTC coasters that's over at Kings Island and uh, Kings Dominion, or even the uh, kind of coaster over at Dorney Park that has the same name. This Woodstock Express is actually a family Vacoma. It has 1,099.1 feet of track. It is 42.7 feet in height, and goes 28.5 miles per hour. Yes, uh, RCDB has really exact stats for this one. This is by far the best Woodstock Express we've ever ridden, and mainly because it is a very solid, it has some airtime. it really goes around. It's a lot of fun. I know I rode it with Kylie, I know uh, my ex rode it with uh, Kylie, and then I actually got to ride it with Janine over at Coastal Mania. So I, I ride this, and it's a pretty good family coaster. Do I seek it out? Heck no. At Cedar Point, you never wait in line for a Woodstock Express. But pretty much, it was a great ride and still is a great ride. It's over in the uh, Camp Snoopy section. So it's right over there by the Gemini area, Midway, the Gemini Midway. You know, we rode it then. Got that credit. There's the stats for that. And then I will mention Gemini Jr., which is now Wilderness Run. Pretty much, it came into existence in 1979. It has 443 feet of track. It goes uh, 19 feet height and pretty much like six miles per hour. So we're talking about a really small one there. The only reason why I'm mentioning this coaster is because I don't have the credit, but Kylie and Devin both have the credit. They can enjoy it. It's on their count. They get to uh, live the joys of Gemini Jr. I may do it next time I do a Coaster Mania, but I'm not seeking out the credit. It is kind of neat that that's the way it went. We had a lot of fun. It was a family outing back then. Uh, that time of year was pretty much where our wedding anniversary was. So it was like our six years, eight year anniversary. 
anniversary. We went there with the kids. Uh, her mom, you know, paid for us to go to Breakers. So her mom was there taking care of Devin. It was my first experience at Cedar Point. Love Cedar Point. Fell in love with Cedar Point. I like Cedar Point so much that after me and my ex broke up, I had full custody of the kids because I'm awesome. And pretty much my 40th birthday, I was like, you know what, guys? I want to relive that trip. So we headed out to Cedar Point on June 16th, 2013 for my 40th birthday. I got three days at Breakers. Kylie was 13. Devin was 10. And I can say it was an epic trip. I really love being at Breakers and waking up and just going across a small parking lot to get into the park. I highly recommend Breakers. Actually, in 2013, it wasn't as renovated as it is now. Now you got so many different things. Uh, We hit the water park for a full day. Well, probably like a half a day. It's my first experience with the swim up bar. Uh, We're going to talk about the water park. The food at the water park is magnificent, especially with the uh, swim up bar aspect of it. You know, you're basically in a lazy river and you're basically sitting in bar stools. It's kind of cool. It was an epic trip. But this trip was where a lot of things changed for me as a person. Now, what do I mean by that? So we're there for three days. So the first day, you're kind of getting yourself settled in there and the kids wanted to check out the different sections. So they're running on to this ride and that ride and Devin wanted to do Top Throw Dragster because uh, actually Gina was asking me, well, your first trip you didn't do Gemini Jr. Did you do it the second trip? And knowing who Devin is and realizing he was 10 years old at the time and Kylie was 13 and he was doing Top Thrill Dragster, he was doing all these, you know, Millennium Force and stuff. There was no way that we did uh, Gemini Jr. during this trip. There's no way any logic that I was able to get on that ride at that time. That being said, the first two days, I was a scaredy cat. I went on Rougarou or Mantis, I think it was. I think it was still Mantis at the time. So I went on Mantis because I remember I enjoyed Mantis. Of course, I went on Mean Streak. I always loved Mean Streak. So we, you know, we kind of went crazy with Mean Streak. But I stayed away from the big guys because I was afraid. I was literally afraid of heights. Here I am, day one. Oh, no, you guys go do Miami for us. I'll get over here and I'll uh, eat a churro. Or, oh, no, you guys go do this and this and this. It was basically, you know, the first two days. I had a great time. But in the back of my mind, I kind of got thought going that, am I ever going to be here again? So on the third day, the last day, we had a full day there. Uh, We had three nights there. So literally we didn't have to leave until the next day. I woke up, I grabbed the kids and because we had early entry into the park because of the fact that we were at Breakers. And I looked at the kids and I said, guys, I'm going to do this. And I grabbed the kids and I still remember this feeling. I walked right to Millennium Force. Here's a ride that 300 foot, I've been avoiding it. I've been afraid of it. I've been petrified of it. And I'm not going to lie, going up that lift hill, I had my eyes closed because being afraid of heights, that lift hill is incredibly slow. So I remember getting a line there and having this pit in my stomach, this thinking, oh my God, what am I doing? What am I doing? I can't believe you're doing this. You're such, you know, you're an idiot. You're a moron. What are you doing? And I remember going up the hill, Millennium Force and kind of peeking every once in a while and grabbing onto that lap bar and, you know, my hands are tight as heck, sweaty, and you can almost like feel your hands going through the metal. It's so scared. And I remember that first drop and I am a huge Scrubs fan. And I remember going down that drop and flying through the other side and just yelling, Eagle, like JD does. It was so exhilarating. I never had that feeling before in my life. And flying through that track and going through the tunnels, I'm holding on. I mean, I'm still, I'm still scared. Uh, you know, this is this is a big deal for me. This is the first Giga Coaster. I had no idea what a Giga Coaster was. I just remember looking at that lift hill and just getting a pit in my stomach. And this was the moment that really woke me up. And after that, 
I went on pretty much all the other ones. And this was the only time I got on Top Thrill Dragster. So you might notice when we talked about last episode that we never got on uh, Top Thrill Dragster. I actually do have this credit, and it was me and Devin. Kylie at the time, she didn't want to do it. So Devin and I were in line. I remember the pit in my stomach looking at this thing being like, what the heck am I doing here? A little bit about uh, Top Thrill Dragster. It's an Intamin. It's a Stratocoaster because it's actually over 400 feet high. The uh, track length is only 2,800 feet, but it does go 420 feet high. It goes 120 miles an hour has a 90 degree drop. So when you get to the top there, you're basically dropping and twisting 90 degrees. Yet again, this was the pinnacle for me. And I remember being scared to death. And I actually had my eyes closed at the top. I peaked a little bit. So it does count because I did peek a little bit there. Devin, of course, is fearless. He's looking over the side trying to see Canada. Yeah, I remember when we're back on the break run, he's like, I don't think I saw Canada. But the one thing I definitely remember about this ride, besides the fear, petrifying fear for me at the time, was also the fact that we waited in line for like an hour and 10 minutes and it was over in like 10 seconds and that always stuck in my crawl. That was the only trip I've ever, uh, that's the only ride I ever got on Top Thrill Dragster and of course you know, it's down now, who knows what's going to happen with this ride so I may never actually get it as part of the 125 but it is grandfathered in because of the fact that I did ride it with Devin uh, this day, I guess it was the uh, 18th of June. Like I said it was uh, that third day the first two days of the trip were great and I enjoyed so much and you know, I learned a lot, I learned uh, things about Chick-fil-A and I learned, you know, uh, different things about the park. But that third day was an epic day for me because I really remember waking up that morning and looking out at Top Throw Dragster and Millennium Force from my window at Breakers and literally saying, I'm never going to be here again. I got to do this because I'm going to always regret the fact that I don't do it. And that day we did everything. We did Raptor, which I think I did Raptor before, uh, but I did Wicked Twister, which I never did before. I did um, so many of these, uh, you know, I did Millennium Force. I did, uh, of course, Mean Streak. I love Mean Streak. I did I did every coaster that was there that third day, uh, including Top Throw Dragster, because I needed to face my fear. And this was a huge moment for me. And I faced that fear. And I'm so proud of myself that I did. Now, of course, four years later, I had this in my mind, the memory of this Cedar Point trip. So when we got the diagnosis for Devin about his eyes, this was one of the driving forces for me to be like, you know what? I want to do this. I want, I, I need to do this for my son and for me. And it's funny because the first couple of rides we did, like I mentioned in the earlier episodes, I had my eyes closed until Talon. And then after that, I had to ride everything again with my eyes open because I realized I got to face my fears. And pretty much every ride, uh, I think we're at 320 coasters. Every one of those now have my eyes open. Now, you know, I ride Leviathan. I ride Fury. I do uh, King to Ka. I do all these super high, tall coasters and the fear is gone. And it's it all goes back to that last day at Cedar Point on that trip. Thoughts about these uh, trips? These two trips, basically, the first one really brought me the love of an amusement park. I, I did Hershey Park, and I grew Hershey Park. I grew Knobles. I grew up at Dorney. But seeing something as, I'm going to use the word magnificent, as a Cedar Point really opened my eyes. So much so that it left an impression on me that seven years later, for my 40th big time, I could have gone anywhere I wanted to. I grabbed the kids, and we made memories at Cedar Point. And 
And uh, I'm so glad we had these first two trips because this was a springboard for me to launch into the 125 Roller Coaster Challenge with Devin on 2017 and to start the journey that you are basically following with us. Thank you so much for the trip down memory lane. I'm going to be posting additional photos from these different trips. It was uh, great times and it made me who I am today. It gave Devin the love for the roller coasters and these trips led to everything else. So in conclusion, there's going to be no ERT this week. Uh, We're we're trying to space them out, you know, um, pretty much we don't want you guys to get bored up with us. We want to make sure that, you know, when we do an ERT, it's a great, concise, fantastic episode. We have something in the works for the next ERT and we're hoping everything works out perfectly because it will be our first ever crossover episode. So we're excited about that. We're going to be working uh, hopefully with Parks on Point and uh, doing a crossover episode focusing on holiday events in our area and in his area. And then uh, our next episode is going to be a week from today. It's going to focus on Cedar Point. It's going to be part three. It's going to be on food flats and walkthrough. We're calling it Strolling Along the Sandusky Coast. And Janine will be part of that. So that is fantastic. We've got Janine back. And of course, our final uh, Cedar Point one is going to be two weeks from now and that one's going to focus on Coaster Mania. She's a maniac, is that? And uh, Janine's going to be part of that one and that's where we're going to talk about Steel Vengeance and that's where we're going to talk about our rankings because in the first episode we talked about the parks and the rides we talked about them in this episode but we never ranked them so the last one's going to be on that. So don't forget we have our weekly giveaways. We just gave away a Darien Lake shot glass and um, we're going to have, um, probably on Thursday, we're going to have three brand new prizes. Remember, if you go to social media, 125 Roller Coaster on Instagram and Facebook, you're going to see different polls. There's going to be one dropping later on today. If you vote in the polls, you actually get a vote in the giveaway. Also, if you want additional permanent, every it's already going to be in there every week. We have permanent entries, and you get three if you leave a comment on a episode. You get five if you follow us on our Trimmed and Stable podcast uh, website. If you follow us, you get five. And then if you write a review on uh, either uh, Podcast Attic, Podchasers, CastBox, or Apple Podcasts, you leave a review for us there, you're going to get ten permanent Yet again, permanent entries into our weekly drawings. So once again, this is Paul. I'm going to see you in the queue.